Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Our top story, of course, is what's going on uh, weather-wise. The Bahamas have been hit by Hurricane Dorian, and it is making its way toward Florida. Nearly 2,000 Canadians, we are told, may be in its path. Jackson Prosco, the uh, Washington Bureau Chief for Global News, is actually in Florida right now, and he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to give us an update. Uh, good morning, Jackson. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning. At the beginning of the weekend, uh, Dorian was a Category 5, and, and it was being billed then as maybe one of the worst storms to ever hit the Florida coast. It's downgraded to a 3 now, Jackson. Does that ease the angst that, that anybody's feeling now? Yeah, it's not so much the downgrade that's easing the angst. It's the path, the fact that it appears that it's going to sort of uh, skirt the coast of both Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas and stay offshore. In other words, they're not expecting any sort of direct uh, landfall, at least not in uh, Florida. Which is a big change, I mean, because they were preparing, I mean, not just inland Florida, but even into the Gulf Coast. They were, uh, the, the, they were not really sure just how much of an impact this was going to have if it hit landfall. Yeah, exactly. It shows you how much the forecast has changed since, since this first came out. Uh, I think that the biggest driving factor here is the fact that it has essentially stalled over the Bahamas. It's just been hammering them for now 48 hours, uh, and for almost 24 hours had zero mo- motion. It had a forward speed of zero uh, it is now only moving out at one mile per hour, so one and a half kilometers per hour that is starting to move north. It will pick up speed over the next few days, but it's also going to lose strength. Now, it's going over water, though. Does that not usually kind of resurge this thing? And, and Is there a possibility it could actually gain strength in, instead of losing strength as it moves up the coast? Well, the thing is, the further north it moves, the cooler the water starts yeah. to get. But you're right, there is a lot of fuel there. I mean, the, the water here, the ocean water in Daytona Beach is like a bath. It is uh, warm and it's very comfortable. So uh, there is a chance that the hurricane, you know, may, may hold on to some strength, uh, but there aren't any, any massive predictions of it gaining too much strength. What about the evacuation orders, Jackson? Uh, there are some people, of course, that are just saying this is life. I mean, we live in Florida. We're used to hurricanes. Uh, but it seems as if Dorian is, is is separate and apart from that. That's what we seem to be hearing from the the, uh, the experts on this right now. Are people heeding the warnings to to get away from the the coast as much as they can? Yeah, there's about three million people under mandatory evacuation order uh, in the four states here. But you're right; a lot of people are staying put. Uh, there's a bit of hurricane fatigue that's setting in. I think because we've been talking about this storm now for a full week, which means people have had a week to prepare, a week to worry, a week to watch the forecast change. And the sort of consensus I'm getting from people is they live in a, a well-built home and they're not too close to the water. Their feeling is that uh, they're going to ride it out because the storm is not set to make landfall. Now, they, they, they fully admit that if the if eye was set to come over top of them, they'd be packing up and heading out. But most people seem content to stay put. Uh, how's this having an impact on commerce there? I understand the, uh, the airport in Lauderdale, at least the, the story we heard earlier this morning, uh, was they're shutting down as of noon today. Yeah, and Orlando is shut down as well. Uh, Daytona Beach Airport is shut down as well. About 2,000 flights canceled today. Uh, a devastating impact on the tourism industry ahead of the busy Labor Day weekend because most people canceled their reservations. And so uh, the hotel we were at was 100% booked, and only 15% of the guests actually checked in at the end of the day. And most of them had to leave early before the mandatory evacuations kicked into effect. Are you seeing a migration? Are there a lot of people that are leaving town? Uh, you know, it's it's really hard to tell because it was so quiet to begin with because you didn't have the typical crowds here. 
So obviously, I, I guess it's going to depend a little bit on just how strong the storm is. Uh, now, they're tracking this, as you mentioned, Jackson. Can it, it, It's very difficult, obviously, because you're not quite sure what's going to happen. I don't think they anticipated that it was going to stall over the Bahamas as much as it did. Uh, but it seems, to, as you mentioned, start to moving again. Uh, are they pretty sure of the track right now? I mean, they're sure that uh, the, the landfall seems out of the cards at this point. The cone of uncertainty or the cone of certainty has sort of moved completely off the coast. And it's really just now uh, a bit of South Carolina and North Carolina that's at the most direct risk at this point. And then uh, the, the impacts for Atlantic Canada further out may be uh, coming into play as well. But that's too far into the future to know at this point. Uh, but I think the bottom line is, a lot of certainty that it's not going to make direct landfall on the Florida coast, although uh, there are certainly concerns that people will see some strong winds, some storm surge here, a lot of rain over the next 24 hours, and so there's still a need to be cautious and make preparations. Jackson, what are they saying about the impact it's going to have? And you, you talked about the storm surge, and that's, as uh, we know from past hurricanes, that's actually where the most damage can be done and often where the most loss of life occurs is because of the storm surge itself. Uh, the fact that it's not necessarily going to make landfall, uh, is that going to lessen that storm surge and lessen the impact that it might have? You know, they're still talking of a storm surge of about two meters, so that's uh, nothing to scoff at. Yeah. Uh, but really, the evacuations are limited to the areas right along the coast. Those are the areas of most concern. Um, now, when you say it's going to go up the coast, but not touching the coast, uh, I mean, on Friday we were uh, getting stories about not just the Florida coast, but even the Georgia coast and, and straight up as far as, uh, as you mentioned, the Carolinas were being put on high alert right now. So it sounds as if Georgia may uh, dodge a bullet here, too. Yeah, now that being said, you know, those evacuation plans are still coming into effect. They've reversed the flow on the interstates, all that kind of stuff. They're just being cautious at this point. It's easier to move a few people out of the way and have it played safe and try and mount a disaster response if the forecast changes. So uh, that's sort of where we're at right now. Everything's just being done uh, as a precaution. Is, now, because it is so slow moving, is there a concern here that it may just kind of set down as it did in the Bahamas, uh, and in which case obviously the rain and the wind would be relentless? No, I think, uh, you know, meteorologists have a pretty good sense of how this is going to go and that as it leaves the Bahamas, it's going to be picked up by some of the steering currents and shuffle along quite quickly. But we're still talking about impacts into Thursday and Friday uh, for parts of the Carolinas. So it's, it's taking its time getting out of here. How is this impacting the, the residents? We talked, as you mentioned, some of them are going to stick it out and try to stay there. Uh, obviously, there's a big rush on things. I mean, you mentioned they've got a week now they've, since they were warned that this was probably going to happen. And and we've seen the shots on, on your coverage from uh, from Florida over the last couple of days on Global National of uh, you know the boarding up of the windows, etc. But also, those that are going to stick it out have to get supplies. Uh, is there enough for everybody? I mean, things like water and a number of different other things that they have to stock up on. Well, I think the, the big thing here is that because there was so much time to prepare, that run on supplies happened a few days ago. Uh, when we landed on Friday, the rush was still on, lineups at the gas stations, all of that. But over the weekend, people have made their plans. They've got their supplies. And so we've had no trouble finding gas or supplies or water or anything like that. It really, it really has calmed down. What about price gouging? That's always a problem when you have something like this, a calamity that is imminent or one that has already occurred. Uh, you know, we saw that with a great blackout here a number of years ago, right across uh, the eastern part of the, North America, uh, where all of a sudden some people who just want to try to get the best of somebody's, you know, instead of the words, instead of gasoline being a dollar fifty a gallon, all of a sudden it's four fifty a gallon. Have we seen any of that? 
No, I haven't seen any of that, and it's because it's such a huge area that's impacted. I think uh, anybody would be pretty hard-pressed to get away with that, but also uh, state-level governments here know to keep an eye out for that sort of thing and, and report that sort of thing. I know that they passed a law, and I guess this was after some of the other damage from previous hurricanes, that uh, I guess you can't do, it's illegal, obviously, not as only is it unethical, but illegal, uh, that you have to sell a good or a commodity at the average price. Uh, you can't just jack it up all of a sudden arbitrarily. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and again, I think, uh, you know, Florida is so suburban and it's a driving state that uh, you would notice the one gas station that is charging twice as much for fuel uh, as the other station. Is there a sense with the, the, the latest forecast, Jackson, that, uh, that the, the pressure is off now? Obviously, it's a hurricane and people understand that there's still going to be some, some effects here. But are they, are they thinking, well, it could have been a lot worse than it probably is going to be? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody will rest fully easy until it's done and over with and moved past them, but there's certainly a sense that this is not going to uh, live up to sort of the worst expectations, and I think people are quite grateful for that. What about the, you mentioned the tourist industry, obviously that's pretty much come to a standstill because of the storm watch that's gone on over the last two or three days, uh, but it is built for tourism, uh, you know, the theme parks, things of that nature. Is, is there any concern about the impact that it might have there? Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, most of the hotels uh, lost most of their business on the Labor Day weekend. All the businesses on the boardwalk, they all had to board up and shut down as well. Don't have any numbers from the theme parks, but you have to think that a lot of people just changed their Florida plans outright and steered clear. And, of course, having Orlando's airport closed uh, is having a major impact as well. We mentioned about the Canadians. The numbers we're hearing are about 2,000 Canadians could be actually be uh, down there at the time. I suppose some of those are probably uh, people that just vacation down there. Others uh, may be taking up residence. Uh, but they may or may not have a place to go in a situation like that. Where are people going? Where are they being held uh, overnight uh, in some sort of a shelter? Uh, what, what are they using to try to, uh, I guess, house the evacuees? Yeah, I mean, there are uh, shelters that are purpose-built. Uh, there are community centers, there are schools uh, that are available as shelters. But honestly, any solid concrete hotel will be just fine as well. And so the only hotels that have ordered guests to leave are the ones in the evacuation zone right on the beach. You can drive 10 or 15 minutes inland and find a hotel to stay at. So uh, that doesn't seem to be a problem. I, I know, again, from the reporting that we've seen on Global National that I guess some high schools are being used, gymnasiums, et cetera, like that, for those that are going to be hard-pressed. But it seems as if they've had enough time to prepare for this. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the saving grace here. A week to prepare for this, a week to prepare for every possible scenario. And whether it's a hit or a miss, Florida is ready. And uh, uh, while there is a bit of fatigue setting in, I think people are grateful for the chance to have that time to prepare and stock up and not be uh, in a mad rush. Do you get that sense when you were talking to to the folks on the street, that they, they, those conversations that you've had uh, with the residents there? I, you mentioned a couple of times now about hurricane fatigue. It's been a pretty rough season for them. But is there sort of an attitude of, well, here we go again? Yeah, I think if you live in Florida, you're used to this sort of thing, you prepare for this sort of thing. Most people have generators in their homes. They have their homes wired to power certain things off of the generator. It's, uh, it's a well-rehearsed routine that comes with uh, living in this part of the world. So this is, this is going to roll now, and there doesn't seem to be much of an opportunity for this thing to hit landfall now. Uh, but obviously, uh, the, I guess the concern right now is going to be the Carolinas. Does, does the, the attention shift up to the Carolinas now for the impact it might have? Yeah, I mean, it's, the whole coast is uh, continuing to watch this, and it really depends on where the, the path firms up. Uh, the most likely place for glancing landfall, if there is one, is sort of uh, the North Carolina-South Carolina border. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina seems to be the spot right now. That's five days out. So much can change. 
Any indication as to how far up the coast this will go? It's, it's highly unusual for a hurricane, uh, even a Category 3, to, to make it much past the Carolinas in situations. It has happened the odd time, of course. We can think of Sandy and the impact that had on, on New York City and so many other places. But are they expecting this thing to go back out to sea and have little impact after it hits the Carolinas? You know, it may make a path for Atlantic Canada, but I'm not a meteorologist, so not my place to say, uh, and that's a long ways out on the forecast, but it's certainly something that is uh, worth watching. But, you know, the strength, what that looks like, what that brings to Atlantic Canada, lots can still change. Jackson, stay safe. Uh, thanks so much for the time today, and uh, we'll stay in touch for any updates, and of course, we'll watch for your reporting on Global National tonight. Thanks again. Thank you. Jackson Prosco, of course, uh, from Global News, who was down in the Miami area covering uh, that for Global News. And uh, good news, really, that, I, I mean, it is going to be a hurricane. I mean, it's approaching, and it is going to touch the coast, kiss the coast, I, I heard one meteorologist say. But uh, it's a far cry from what they were hoping uh, or against hope that was not going to happen, and that was that it was going to hit landfall, the eye of the hurricane. At one time, they were predicting it was going to go right over the state of Florida, uh, which could have had devastating effects. And, and there's still, let's not kid ourselves, going to be some damage here. And uh, hopefully there will be no loss of life. But it sounds as if they may have escaped this and dodged the bullet just a little bit. Although, as, as Jackson Prosco told us, I mean, they're, they're used to this. They understand the impacts and you would like to think that people are taking the proper precautions. But uh, the winds are not going to be as severe. Uh, the storm surge still two meters, which is significant, so that is going to have an impact, and you are going to see some property damage, to be sure. But it sounds as if they seem to have things under control. And that goes not just for Florida, but as we mentioned, for Georgia as well, which was also on high alert because they just didn't know what kind of a track this uh, hurricane, this storm, was going to take. But it seems, uh, just to get you up to date on the latest, it seems now as if it's just going to kind of move up the coast and not actually make landfall. Uh, may not actually make landfall at all, but if it does, now they're predicting it might not be until it gets up the coast towards the Carolinas, Wilmington, South Carolina. So we'll keep an eye on that and, of course, bring you updates as to uh, how this is progressing and how people are dealing with it. But uh, it's, it's kind of tough, but you, you find it interesting, though, uh, when you watch Jackson's reporting and some of the other stuff we've seen from Florida over the last couple of days, uh, most of the residents, as a kind of matter of fact, oh yeah, here we go again. Been there, done that. We understand that. And that, that's not to say that they're just shoving it aside and saying this is no big deal, because certainly it is. But they're used to this. They understand the coverage, and uh, they've had more than enough time now to get uh, their ducks in a row when it comes to emergency services and uh, places for shelter and things of that nature. So it may not be as severe as before, and that's always a good news story. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.